This morning we're going to continue our series on <laughs> me and my big mouth. <laughs> Notice now, it's not my wife and her big mouth. It's not my friend and his big mouth. It's what is me and my big mouth. Because we tend to project to other people and say, oh yeah, my co-worker has a big mouth. My husband has a big mouth. My wife has a big mouth. My son but this series is not about them it's about me amen so let's look at the scripture um uh proverbs chapter 13 verse number three in the passion translation has this to say it says guard your words and you'll guard your life but if you don't control your tongue it will do what church to ruin everything to mess up everything if we don't guard our mouth, if we don't watch the words that comes out of our mouth, saying the wrong thing at the wrong time to the wrong person makes it hard to hold on to relationships, to hold on to jobs. Can you imagine times when God has opened up a door for you to have a job? You prayed, you fasted, and God gave you this job, but then when you get there, then you let your mouth mess up everything. Or here you are, you're a single man, you're a single woman. You pray, you ask God to put a spouse in your life. And God puts a godly man or a godly woman in your life. But guess what? Your big mouth end up ruining things. Messing things. How many friendships of 20 years, 30 years, 10 years have been ruined because of the wrong words? And so this is what God is teaching us in this series about that there is authority and there is power in what comes out of our mouth friendship have been ruined marriages have been ruined businesses have been messed up because of the wrong words you are undermining and self-sabotaging yourself a lot of people they they are the one the devil is not the one you are the one it's your own words it's your own mouth that is sabotaging your success and the quality of your life most of our troubles are traceable to our mouth you know, Proverbs chapter 6 verse number 2 says, you are trapped or you are sneered by the words of your mouth. You are trapped by your words. You are sneered by your words. And then also, in Proverbs chapter 18 verse number 7, it talks about that, that if you keep your life, a fool has what? A big mouth. <laughs> that only gets him into trouble. And he'll pay the price for what he says. You know? So this is so critical. Then the same scripture, Proverbs chapter 21 verse number 23, tells us father about how our mouth, watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of trouble. Many of the trouble we're going through today are because of a word that somebody spoke to us, spoke over us, or spoke about us. These three areas. Somebody spoke something to you, or somebody spoke over you, or somebody spoke about you, and, and many of us are still fighting those words. You know, before the end of this series, I'm going to ask you to write down every word that was spoken to you, about you, over you, that is undermining your success. And we're going to take those words, we're going to do something with them. You know why? Because Jesus has already done something with those words. And I'm going to show you, not today, but subsequently, maybe in the next uh, uh, series, we're going to be able to do that. We read the book of Numbers. I don't have time to go through that today. The book of Numbers about how Moses sent the spies to go check out the land. 
and by the time there were 12 people that were sent to the land by the time they came back 10 people kept saying we are like grasshoppers we are weak it will never work and what they were sabotaging their own destiny messing up destroying their marriage their own lives when you have time you read the book of number chapter 13 because of our, our time and the other areas i want to emphasize on i don't have time to go into that very area too many people have underestimated the power of their words help me tell your neighbor your words has power absolutely because proverbs chapter 18 verse number 20 says life and death is in the power of the every time you open your mouth one of two things will come out either death is coming out or life is coming out either you're speaking life to your marriage or you're speaking death to your marriage either you're speaking life to your health or you're speaking death to your health we want to be able to speak life to our situation amen death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof may i say to you you are today eating the fruit of what you said yesterday but no problem if you've spoken something yesterday that is affecting today you can choose to say something different today so you can have a better tomorrow say amen words are seeds when they come out of your mouth they go into the soul of your life and they will produce a harvest we want our words to produce the, the harvest that we want not the one that will ruin our lives jesus said in matthew chapter 15 verse number 18 he said what messes people is what comes out of them you know he said he said but the words you speak come from the heart that's what defiles you what pollutes you what's destroying your marriage is what's coming out of you check out our vocabulary our vocabularies are filled with the word death okay let me give you tickle me too i'm just dying too it's just a pain in there you're looking at me like you don't you don't know any of these words i love you too why you gotta put death in that oh it's just a pain in the neck uh, you know i don't know why nothing ever works for me it's like when i take one step it's like i can take him ten steps backward i don't even have two nickels to rub on each other you know the flu season is here and every flu season i always get the flu so we're using words because your words has power you are a speaking spirit can i can, can, are you hearing me right now church what comes some say, well, i don't believe that i don't whether you believe it or you don't believe it it is the reality of life it is the law of life you are a powerful being of all the all of god's creation when you open your mouth and you speak things happen you are a powerful being that's authority in your mouth that's power in your mouth hallelujah i want us to begin to use words maybe next time that 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 will walk in your favor not against you let's speak words you know that works in our favor not to our disadvantage uh oh you took me to death i'm just dying to go i love you to death it's a pain in the neck i'm sick and tired 
I don't know why nothing works for me. I don't know why nobody wants to hire me. I don't know why nobody likes me. I don't know why they hate me. Every time I show up, I don't know why I have never won anything in life. These are self-sabotaging words. I dare you to change your vocabulary today. <laughs> Amen. I want you to change your vocabulary. Now, James says something in the book of James chapter 3. Last Sunday, we told you who James was. James was not a believer in Jesus. He was not a Christ follower because he grew up in the same house with his older brother, Jesus. So, Jesus comes to him and says, I'm the Messiah. James says, you're right. <laughs> you're the Messiah? You're the one we're waiting for? We just finished eating. So, James never believed who Jesus was. But, but then, James walked to the cross saw jesus arrested saw jesus beaten saw jesus nailed to the cross saw jesus buried and three days later jesus shows up come on, if you are james wouldn't you believe that he's the messiah because james had an encounter with god that changes life this is what i'm praying for you and on streaming life that you will so encounter god powerfully that you will never recover from this god encounter in your life i pray for my son every day lord may my son have an encounter with you from a, from a small from from a, as little as he is so he never recovers from this encounter for the rest of his life lord give him an encounter that will last him the rest of his life as a matter of fact, I'm praying for you right now and your children that you will have such an encounter with the resurrected Jesus that you'll never recover from the God encounter in your life. Come on, say amen this morning, church. So James writes to us in James chapter 3. He says, we all, we, we all fail in many areas and especially with our words. Yet, if we are able to bridle the words we say, we are powerful enough to control ourselves in every way. And that means our character is mature and fully developed. Leave it there. So number one, James said, the way you can tell that a believer is matured, the way you can tell that a believer's character is developing is the way they master their mouth. So the mark of maturity is what? The ability to exercise self-control and not, you know, it comes, psh, psh. No! Well, I like to tell it like it is. It's because you are a baby. Now, I have a seven years old. And I mean, he, he goes from one thing to the other. I mean, just, oh, I say, oh, can you just put a sock on it, son? I mean, just keep going and going and going and going. You know why? Because it's a child. He's not developed yet. Well, I've seen some people who are 30 and 40 or 50 or they've been in church for 20, 30 years. But it's not how long you've been in church. It's not how long you've been serving God. It's how do you master your mouth. James tells us that if you can master your mouth, you can master your destiny. You can master your marriage. You can master your life. You can master your health. That your destiny will go in the direction of your mouth. So your life flows in the direction that your mouth 
goals your health follows you in the direction of your mouth your marriage your son your daughter that's why you're so critical as mom and daddy we must speak life to our children no matter how angry we are no matter where we are married people we must be very careful not to speak words that will wound our wife that will wound our our husband that will wound our children there are sons and daughters that are still fighting over words that were spoken to them 30 years ago 40 years ago and those words are working against their destiny because when words are spoken they don't evaporate they go somewhere and lodge in the hearts of people and then they operate from that place of wounds and injury and pains am i helping anybody this morning church i must be very careful look at jesus the bible talks about the washing of water by the word ephesians chapter 5 the washing of water by the word 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 jesus christ uses his words to wash the church to beautify the church to decorate the church to strengthen the church that's what jesus does that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word husbands we have to take the water of the word in our mouth and wash our wives wives we have to take the word of god and wash our husband with it are you with me this morning church that's what we are to do so let's go back to james let's go back to james if you can master your mouth you can master your life you can master your marriage you can master your destiny you can master your finances so james go on to say this verse number three of james chapter three he said horses have beats and bridles in their mouth so that we can control and guide their large body horses they are big they're huge but the scripture tells us that it's just a little metal object it, when you take a child it could be 10 years old it could be five years old but if you put the child on a horse and you and you and you take the the bridle that is connected to a rope and you give it to the child if it turns the bridle to the left the horse is going there if it turns it to the right the horse is going there he's maybe five years old or ten years old but this beast this horse is so huge it's so humongous but this small child the any way he turns it that's where the horse is going the bible said that is the way the tongue is that no matter how big anything is if you can just if you can just just let wherever your mouth goes that's where your destiny goes that's where your marriage goes that's where your health goes then james goes on to tell us again about the sheep he tells us again that as big and as huge as a sheep is it is just a little thing and the same with mighty ships though they are massive and driven by fierce winds yet they are steered by a tiny rudder at the direction of the pressing at the hem a little rudder is what guys say you know what is going to happen to us today our mouth is going to go in a different direction Am I, am, I, am I saying something this morning, church? Our mother is going to go. Our marriage, our marriage is, is going to get better. Our families are going to get better. Our homes, our relationships, our careers, our businesses are going to get better. You know why? Because we are changing what comes out of our mouth. Change your words, change your life. Change your words, change your life. That is a place I want to spend more time in. Change your words. So your maturity is determined by the mastery of your tongue. If you can exercise self-control over your mouth, you are matured. 
Now, people think that maturity is how long you've been in church or how many scriptures you can quote. That's not how you determine maturity. Maturity is that how have I taken control and mastery over my mouth? There are a lot of things that my mouth wants to say, but I'm not going to let my life run me. I'm in charge of my mouth. In other words, if my wife makes me angry, I know I want to, I want to, I want to retaliate. I, I want, but, but, but that's not what determines my maturity because I'm going to demonstrate to my spouse that I'm matured in this very area. But how? By exercising self-control. Are you, are you hearing me this morning? On streaming life, I hope that this is, this is, this is helping you. Now, here's where I'm going to spend the rest of, my, of our service today. It's Ephesians chapter 4 verse number 29 and this is what we're going to spend the rest of our service in and then we're going to round up and pray then we're going to go remember now we say last sunday when we close we say look we must be what james said to us we must be quick to listen so to speak yeah quick to listen slow to speak and slow to anger you know, there are people who, see, when you and your husband have a disagreement, I'm leaving. I'm out. You are, you are, folks, as you get older, as you grow, be very careful of your decisions. making. Don't be quick to do things like that. I'm out. I'm, I'm gone. Folks, when I was growing up as a little child, you know, I was living with my brother, and he made me mad. And I say, I'm leaving. I packed my things and I said, I'm leaving. So before leaving, I, I stopped by and said, mm, where am I going to spend tonight at? And I said, well, uh, this friend of mine will let me stay tonight. I said, but he ain't going to let me stay two nights there. And I said, okay, after that, I have another friend. Can I go there? Mm-mm. After calculating, I went to my brother. I said, can we all get along, man? I mean, you know. It doesn't have to be this way. <laughs> if you would think <laughs> before you speak or act, you wouldn't have a lot of regrets in your life. A lot of people have a lot of regrets when it comes to relationships. Don't be quick. We tell people that when you meet a man, when you meet a woman, don't be quick to marry them. Because you haven't seen them. I mean, you've just met their representative, their ambassador. Give them a few time. See them in different situations and circumstances. But if you meet them on Friday, on Saturday, you're at the altar. You're going to have a lot of regrets in that relationship. You have to wait. You have to wait. You have to take your time. Let me, oh, let's go. Uh-uh. You know, one lady told me that uh, the man said, well, I'm ready to go see your father. He said, I'm not ready for you to go see my father. He said, why? He said, because I've seen you that when you are angry, what comes out of your mouth? You lash out. He told me one day that this individual said to them, if you open up your mouth, I will slap you. I said to her, I said, this is just a rehearsal for the main. This is not the real thing. This is just a practice. The main event is still coming. This is just a sneak preview of what is to come. So, 
said, well, I've decided I'm moving on. I said, well, I mean, I mean, move on. If you want to get beaten, go ahead. If you are engaged to anybody, whatever you see now is going to be times. It's going to be multiplied. If you can deal with it now, now if you're already married, I'm talking about single people, those who are still going out with somebody. Can I get an amen this morning, church? And, and, and while I'm here, let me talk about this. This common law thing people are doing in America. Common law. And when I'm talking about common law, I'm not worried about those who are not born again doing common law. I'm not talking about those who are, who are not Christian doing that. But I'm talking about believers who are born again, have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And then you say, let's just move in. Let's see if it's going to work. One, one, one lady said to me, the man said, well, I want to test what I'm getting. I want to see how you are in, in bed. If this is the one to test, tell them to go to DMV on Rock on uh, 124. You can go test the car over there. They don't test my destiny. Don't, don't mess up with what God is doing in my life. Ladies, 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 let, let me tell you something. When you let the men move in, when you just let him move in. You just give him like that. You just, you just, hey, I just give it like that. How you gonna just give it like that? And for let me tell you something. Men are hunters. They will chase you and chase you and chase you. Once you give it up, they say, who else again can I hunt and chase? who are not born again that's the way they live we are christ followers we are different people love not the world not the thing that are in the world if any man love the world the love of a father is not to him that's not us we that's not our character we don't behave like that let's just move in and see how let's see if it's going to work it will not work because let me tell something folks when sex is involved Sex. Black. It blinds you. This person is a white beater. You're not going to see that. Because all you're thinking, when are you going to give me next? Ah, he was good and bad. Ah, when, oh yes. Oh, Shanda. I, and all those nonsense there. I don't know why I say that, man. <laughs> no, you're gonna mess yourself up. You know, you know what is surprising me? Eh? Normally on wedding day, there is that surprise from the man. Hey, I don't want to hear. 
But before wedding day, man, if we burn on showing everything. Anyway, let's go back to the word of God. Come on now, let's go. Let's go to where are we going? Ephesians chapter 4. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. I'm trying to help you, man. Don't 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 do that, man. Don't do that. You know, don't do that. When 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 you allow yourself to go like that, man. When you allow yourself to you know, don't don't do that, you know. You know, honor God. Let me share this with you. Any area of your life where you choose to honor God, He will honor you in that very area. Honor you in that very area. Now, folks, am I saying this to to guilt you? No. Am I saying to make you feel bad? No. But if you are, but 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 if you've done this before, fine. Trust God. But make up your mind. The next man or the next woman that says this to me, I am not going to make the same mistake I made again. So don't feel guilty. I mean, it's okay. But if you are living with somebody right now and you are not married. Come to my office. No, I'm telling you now. No, no, no. We can do. Come to my office. I will marry you like that. I'm, I'm serious about what I'm saying. If you already, if you know he's the one and you love him and you know he is the one, that she is the one. Look, you don't even have to, you don't need a wedding gown. You don't need a tuxedo. You don't need a cake. You, don't, you just need me. That's all you need. Just come to my office and i can make it happen for you i mean you can come to my office single by the time you leave my office you already marry i mean you already marry and somebody said to me well i'm going to the justice of the peace i said there is no justice with the they have no peace with the why will you have a pastor and you're going to a courthouse for somebody to bless your marriage why are you going to do that you got a man of God. You've got a pastor. You got, why do you want to go to court? It's because many of you don't know any better. Why will court is for those who have no pastor? They don't have a church home. They don't have a leader in their life. You have a pastor. Show up in my office. Amen. You can come by 12 o'clock, by 12.30. It's all done. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 this is where I'm going to round up Man, I've, I've gone sideways now let's come back to, to this one but I believe somebody needed to hear that very word folks we are Christ followers we are different people we are not like the people of the world Jesus said even though you are in the world you are not of the world and then the Bible says in, in Hebrews uh, is it, you know, uh, uh, Romans chapter 12 is it, is it, don't be conformed to the world don't let the world squeeze you into don't do like they are doing don't go where they are going don't act the way they are acting they are living with people they are not married and they are fine with that but for you Christ followers those of you who have surrendered your life to Jesus Christ don't do it you know why because it's not it's not, it's, 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 it's not going to help you it's not going to help you you know long run it's not gonna help because some men when they see that you're already dead okay you say well, if i'm moving we're gonna get married in 30 days well it's now six months well it's one year well because I, I i'm not the one who say this but i heard some people say this that why pay for the cow but that's orlando i just heard it from orlando just said that why i'm just kidding that's what people say out there that's what people say out there 
Men are hunters, man. Let them hunt. Don't make it easy. Some yeah. of you, they don't even ask. You just probably take it. Okay, let's talk about Paul. Let's talk about Paul. Let's talk, let's talk about Paul. The man who wrote the book of Ephesians, his name is Saul. That was his name. It was Saul. Now, what, what the thing about Saul? Saul was not a Christ follower. As a matter of fact, he hated Jesus. He hated those who followed Jesus Christ. He didn't. He went from city to city, killing people, hurting people. I mean, murdering people. And he thought he was doing a service to God. That anybody who followed Jesus, he should kill them. And one day he was on his way to a place called Damascus. You've heard the terms, I saw the light. That came from that experience. Or he had a Damascus experience. Or the light came on. Paul was on his way to Damascus to hurt people, to maim people. And on his way, he had this encounter with God. He, he had this encounter with God. And right then, supernaturally, something changed in his heart he became a christ follower he began to follow jesus he was a changed man he was a transformed man he was a different man and that's the man writing this very scripture and if you read the whole scripture of Ephesians chapter 4 he said look guys you, you are now a christ follower you're giving your life to jesus christ he said you should put off the old man take off put off me take off the old man and his nature and his behavior put it out that's not you anymore put it out and then he goes on to say we're going to pick it from verse 29 do not let any word church well, look at the word any word church on wholesome talk come out of your mouth what is the word unwholesome the the greek word is uh, is uh, the, the interpretation is a rotten egg a rotten fish don't allow anything that is rotten or anything that can corrupt or injure or hurt the person I'm talking to. Say, don't allow it to come out of your mouth. Husbands, never allow any unwholesome word. Any word that cannot build up, any word that cannot construct, any word that cannot help the person I'm talking to. Fathers, mothers, don't allow any unwholesome word in the state of anger to come out of your mouth to your son or to your daughter. He goes on. He said, don't do that. Don't allow that to happen. But rather, but only what is what? Helpful for what? Help me now. What's that word again? The word helpful for building others. According to their needs. Because they have needs. You and I, we have needs and, and when my wife makes me angry or when i make her angry and we are talking i'm not going to say things that uh, that are that according to my needs but i'm going to say things that what does she need now in while we are having this discussion right now i know i'm angry but i'm not going to say things that are in my habit what does she need right now what is the what words does she need now? In other words, I should say things that will build her up 
and not tear her down because with words we can tear down and with words we can come on am i right about that church amen amen have you ever been having a good day you're having a wonderful day you're having a, a blast and having a good time and just one word you hear rearranges the the, the rest of your day come on have you been there before i mean you're having a good time i mean you're, you're, you're i mean you're, you're just singing and dancing and just one word i mean it just it tears you down it paralyzes you it, it brings you down and james you know look your words are, are like our construction materials and 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 and, and he said look i don't want you to demolish the building i want you to come and help me overcome us amen i will want you to do what build and not tear down or demolish that it may benefit those who listen in other words what i'm about to say will it benefit my supervisor will it benefit my wife will it benefit my pastor will it benefit my son will it benefit them not just what, what i feel no 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 this thing i'm about to say right now will you build my spouse up? will you benefit my friend up if it's not then then then, then I, I shouldn't let it come out of my mouth because every time i open up my mouth i am either building or i am what church every time you open up your mouth you are either tearing down or you're building up and he said no 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 i want your words to build up and not tear down give me the give me the next verse of scripture verse number 30 says and do not grieve the holy spirit of god with whom you are sealed for the day of redemption folks look at that it's a continuation now this is this is it's a it's, it's not stopping now it's a continuation say do not grieve the holy spirit in other words if i do verse 29 if, if i if i speak unwholesome word what am i doing i am grieving the holy spirit how do we grieve the holy spirit with our words I, i'm glad you asked for instance now uh, uh the holy spirit is in the business of building people up am i right about that god is in the business of what church building people up but if i start tearing people down i am grieving the holy spirit because he's trying to build people up and i'm trying to tear people down he's building people up i'm tearing people down i'm working against him and working against the holy spirit is grieving his heart oh if you get this this will help you don't walk against the holy spirit walk with him i tell you what because here's what happened if you are married if you are a father if you are a mother oh it goes on father let's go to the next verse number 31 says verse 31 says, all this is connected do not unwholesome word come out of your mouth because if unwholesome word comes out of your mouth according to verse 30 it will grieve the holy spirit and then it goes on to verse 30 and says, get rid of all bitterness rage anger brawling slander along with every form of malice he's saying that don't operate from the place of bitterness how did people become bitter through words there are women today who when they open up their mouth what comes out of their mouth is bitterness where did that bitterness come from it may have come from their father it may have come from their mother it may have come from an ex-spouse or ex-boyfriend or, or, or whatever it be so now she's operating from there so the holy spirit is saying i don't want you to 
keep tearing her down because she's been torn down already I'm, I'm, and I'm trying to build her up I'm speaking what's to build her up and every time you open up your mouth you're tearing her down. you're working against me and when you walk against me you grieve me every time you open up your mouth and you and you and, 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 and you operate from the place of bitterness there are a lot of people today who have been wounded who are, have hurts in their heart and and, and, and and they are trying to they are trying to pay somebody today what somebody did years ago when they sit down with their son they are trying to pay their son what their mother their father did to them a wife is trying to pay the present husband what the ex-husband did or what the ex-wife did they are operating from that place and the holy spirit say i'm working to help them overcome that area and get healing and every word you speak you're setting the walk back and this grieves the heart of god it's amazing I hope Sister Christina will send this link to everybody. Friday night, me, Brother Larry, and, and Tiger, and Charlie, we crashed on the women's uh, program on Friday night. They had a health seminar. And, and I said, I've got to listen to this. Folks, I have never, of all the health, uh, health seminars I've ever attended, this was the best I have ever had. So Mrs. Mama, thank you for putting together. Come on now. Thank you. It was so good. Dr. Kemi, here's what she said. She said, one of the things that weakens your immune system is bitterness, jealousy, anger, malice, slander. So this is what it weakens your immune system and when your immune system is weakened you are easily susceptible to any illness that is coming but she also say what builds your immune system is love forgiveness loving people builds your immune system and the ability to resist sicknesses and diseases it's expensive to be jealous it's too costly it's too you cannot uh, somebody said to me i can't forgive her i can't forgive him you can't afford not to forgive them the price you pay for walking in bitterness for walking in other for days without speaking to your husband speaking to your wife you see them coming you avoid your other way this is the foolishness of it here you are you talk to god that you don't see but your husband at home you don't even talk to her you don't talk to i mean you don't talk to him you don't talk to her because and then you go say oh god we thank you jesus seeing listening to you come on amen church no because how can you serve a god you don't see but the people you see no folks where our christianity is is where many people are failing it's in the area of relationship where i'm not a murderer that's good i'm not a fornicator that's good i'm not a daughter yeah but there's this spiritual sin you know what spiritual sin are much more cancerous and much more deadly than any you know what the spiritual sins are envy jealousy anger bitterness this thing will eat you alive they will kill you faster as a matter of fact they create a favorable environment for sicknesses and diseases to breed in thank you 
they, they weaken you so so paul said hey guys hey guys don't behave thank you sir don't behave like half the people now hey 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 don't let any rotten fish don't have a fish mouth don't have a fish come on help me tell you never get rid of fish mouth <laughs> Some people, when they open up their mouth, it's the smell of a rotten egg. They are very quick. They cut you. They are quick with words. They cut you. And Paul said, that's not us as Christ followers. We don't do that anymore. That's, that's what we used to do. That was our former lifestyle. But as people of God, as people, one of the things that marks us is that we speak great at work. Even though the supervisor may not be acting right, we are not going to come because you don't know what the supervisor is going through. You don't know where, where they're operating from. You don't know. So you say, you know what? I'm just going to allow, I'm going to build him up. I'm going to build her up. I'm going to say what's to construct them and not tear them down. Because if I tear them down, they are made in the image of God. God is building them up and I'm tearing them down. He said, doing that will grieve the Holy Spirit. And when you grieve the Holy Spirit, you cannot see his work in your life. Now let's go to the next verse. All that is connected. Be kind. In other words, he says, be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other just as Christ. God, as in Christ, God forgive you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to forgive you the way I want to forgive you. I'm going to forgive you the way God forgave me because of Jesus Christ. For if we can get this thing right, I've got about four minutes to go. If we can get this area right in our lives. Number one, I'm not going to allow any unwholesome word to come out from my mouth. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tear down. I'm going to, not going to tear my brother down, my sister down, my wife down. Every time we sit down, I know you may be angry, but during your anger, don't exercise self-control. Only allow things that will build them up to come out of your mouth. Don't tear them down. You know why? Because there is somebody has turned them down in the past already and the Holy Spirit is constructing and building them up. Don't add to the existing problem. Don't be a part of the problem. Be a part of the solution. Did you get this this morning, church? In other words, you open up your mouth, it's, we speak grace-filled words to people. We say what's that builds people. We say what's that constructs people. We say what's that that will benefit them. I love what the, 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 the NIV says. He said that say words that will benefit the other person. So before you say anything, the first word you ask yourself is this. What I'm about to say, will this benefit my son? Will this benefit my husband? Will this benefit my wife? Will this benefit my brother or my sister? If we can do this, my God... Do not let unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is what church? Come and help me now. What is what church? Helpful. What is it saying? Three things. Do not say things that demean people. Do not say things that degrade people. Do not say things that disrespect people. That's what he's talking about over there. To, to degrade somebody, what you're doing is that you are, you are, you are saying that they, are, they, they, didn't, they didn't qualify. They, they, they don't qualify for your respect. They are beneath you. They don't, they don't meet the grade. But child of God, none of us in this room met the grade. 
we did not qualify for jesus to come die for us yet in our unqualified state he came down to our level so we can go up to his very level god never says things to demean you to disrespect you and to degrade you what will happen in this ministry and those of you in streaming life in your relationship i'm not going to demean things if i'm going to say anything to anybody i don't want to demean them i don't want to degrade them i don't want to disrespect them the next conversation somebody offended you somebody make, made you angry only say things that are helpful and say things that are in line with them so if we, if we sit down to talk right now i need to say hmm, what can i say now that will be what they need right now now if i cuss them out is that they don't really need cuss out right now if i tell them idiot that's not what they need right now i i don't do you know that words there are people suffering from low self-esteem today because of words somebody spoke years ago over their lives hello church okay you know i got 55 seconds did you get it this morning church okay so so in rounding up we need to bridle our tongue david prayed lord set a watch over my mouth we need to pray that prayer god set a watch set a watch oh lord before my mouth keep the door off my lips god god help me i love this one here so before we go home today what 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 do i want you to take home number one i want you to memorize ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 memorize that scripture that's your homework today memorize ephesians chapter 4 verse number 29 memorize it know it know it know it know it repeat it repeat that's the homework for today ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 memorize that very scripture what i want you to take home today is this is is watch god pray the prayer watch over my mouth number two surrender your mouth to the holy spirit you know the bible says in mark 16 17 jesus said those who believe in my name they will speak new languages they will speak new tongues one of the ways for you to yield your tongue to the holy spirit is by praying in the holy spirit when you are baptized in the holy ghost and you begin to pray in tongues that is one of the ways for you to gain control over your mouth when you begin to pray in the that's why you need to be filled with the holy spirit if you have not yet been filled with the holy spirit it's all right i know a lot of people went to churches where they say well holy spirit is not for everybody it's just for some people no 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 it's for everybody that's not my subject today but what i want you to do is from today yield your tongue to the holy spirit. number one pray say god set a watch over my mouth number two surrender your mouth to god number three confess whenever you misuse your mouth don't make excuses just say i'm sorry apologize apologize to your wife apologize to your to your husband don't be so macho that you think apology is beneath you no it's a christ-like quality 
the fact that i apologize doesn't make mean i'm weak or i'm a punk see you have to ask yourself do i want to be weak before the world or, or be, i would not want to be weak before god and strong before the world no i want to be strong before god and consider weak before men because what the world considers weak is strong before god deciding not to lash out deciding not to act out of the place of anger whenever you whenever you just lash out it shows that you are out of control you are not in control your emotions have taken over you you guys are so quiet this morning okay stand to your feet my time is up please stand to your feet stand to your feet did did i help anybody this morning <laughs> and, and next sunday we're going to talk about how to use our mouth to walk for us and we'll talk about how not to use your mouth next sunday we're going to talk about what jesus talked about how you should use your mouth how you can speak to mountains and you can speak to situations and make sure you don't miss next sunday make sure you invite somebody to come in. you know streaming live thank you for watching us today but if you live in the metro area it they, it's, it's better physically than now i mean keep watching us if that's your best way to watch us for now but there's something about coming together one of the things i hated that the pandemic has done is to separate and keep people away i don't want you to become used to how things were before pre-pandemic no hello church amen. amen did i help you this morning church oh, okay let's praise god then let's give god the glory hallelujah Thank you for tuning in to the message brought to you today by Overcomers Christian Fellowship. If this message has been a blessing to you, will you consider partnering with us? Your financial contribution will go towards furthering the gospel here in the United States and abroad. Overcomers Christian Fellowship greatly appreciates your contribution and pray that it is met a hundredfold. May God's countenance shine upon you and his hand steadily be upon your life. You can connect with our ministry by visiting www.ocfinternational.org.